What's up, everybody? You know, you know what happens on Mondays, That now you get something from the archives. Enjoy this week's inspiring motivational interview, and we will catch you later on in the week as we start to share with you some of the best of the best tools and tactics, everything having to do with sales. Let's go. Welcome to the Elevation Nation podcast, rewiring your brain in three, two, one. This show exists for one purpose and one purpose only, to create rapid business growth. These tactics can be applied to your career and bring instant transformation. It's brutally honest, refreshing, and proactive. It's gonna hit you where you live because it's applicable and relatable. It's unconventional and dependable. This is the show where you are developed as a leader. You are developed as a high achiever. You are developed in a way that gives you a full life, one of purpose, passion, power, and prosperity. And here is your host, Kaylin Ellsbury. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Elevation Nation. Here's the deal. We all struggle with this from time to time. It's not something we love to talk about. But I brought on a special guest today. I actually met him through a speaker's bureau because what his message is and how he came to find his message truly touched my soul. His name's Sebastian Terry, and he's known around the world for pursuing an incredible list of 100 things that he wants to achieve before he dies. This 100 Things philanthropic movement then became a best-selling book, created two international documentaries, and a reality TV show. This unique action-packed story while integrating the principles of goal-setting, creating opportunity, and kindness of helping others has truly inspired me. And so with that, Elevation Nation, welcome Sebastian Terry. Hello. How are you today? Hello. I'm well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just so excited because I watched your speech and I was like, this guy knows what's up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm trying to work it out, but I, I, yeah, I'm having fun. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, so elephant in the room, let's address that first, um, the accent. Yes, I am from Texas. Um, no, I am from Australia. I'm from Sydney. <laughs> Sydney. Did you believe me? <laughs> I did. Uh, I was like, no, I thought you were from Australia. Um, this is awkward. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely Australian, um, and, but living in LA uh, with every other Australian. <laughs> <laughs> that was touche, touche. <laughs> And how did the 100 Things movement come in? How, how did you decide this was it? Um, well, I, I mean, I guess ultimately, uh, just over 10 years ago, I, I lost a friend um, and I, in, I guess, that moment realised I was very unhappy and I reflected on my life and I, I actually asked the question, if my friend Chris, who had passed away, if he had another chance to live, the same 24 years, but he had a choice of if he lived it the same way or if he changed it, what would he do? And I, and I don't think he would have changed anything because I think he lived a, a life that was very uh, very much a reflection of his values. Um, everything he did, the beaches, his friends, his family, where, you know, all those things was just, uh, you know, I, he, he loved it. I turned that kind of question, that concept on myself, and I thought, well, if today was my last, could I look back and say that I was super proud of everything that I'd done? And in that moment, I realized that I would change quite a few things. Um you know, if not everything. And so that was the beginning of, you know, me just taking charge of the direction I was headed. So I got a piece of paper and a pen and I just thought, well, what do I want to do? Uh, what are the things that want to make me, that, 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 that I think will help me smile more genuinely? Um, as I saw it, I just wanted to be happy. 
And I think we all do. We want to be happy, right? We always want to feel good. So that was the list. And I decided to throw everything else in my life to one side and pursue a list with no money, just uh, a hope that it would lead me to a, a place where I could die happy, essentially. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a thing back then. I, it's Everything, like you say, documentaries and books and shows and speeches. and I mean, that's all just been a, a wonderful byproduct that I'm super grateful for. But no, it was just a very personal thing to begin with. And what is happiness to you? Uh, I think it's this. I think for me, it's uh, happiness is me being myself in every interaction, every aspect of my life and not pretending or being influenced by what others would hope. Um, I think that's the key to being happy for everyone, in fact. So, you know, even though I've done a lot of things from this list of 100 things and I you know, get a lot of attention because I delivered a stranger's baby or lived on a deserted island or slept on the streets or whatever these things were, ultimately my list, our lists in, in general, our goals and dreams in life, I think they're basically just this beautiful vehicle for us to try and figure out who we are. And I think once you find that out, the key to happiness is simply being that being yourself truly or authentically and you know unapologetically well i can honestly say that my definition of happiness has nothing to do with sleeping on a street so (laughs) (laughs) i applaud you for your flexibility well that's why i write Um, a book you you don't have to you can just read it (laughs) oh good good get the endorphins that way right yeah Uh, so let's, let's break it down as we're talking about happiness and this list one of the stories that that inspired me, you had just briefly touched on. I don't want to give it away. So tell us about one of the moments, that defining moment on the list for you. One of. Um, well, I, you know, this interesting thing is it wouldn't have anything to do with those crazier items that I just mentioned or, you know, any of the other ones. I, I think really the one that ha- has most affected me uh, was number 26, which was just helping a stranger. Um, so, and, and I don't know which direction you get to choose which direction we go in now. I mean, I could obviously talk about a lot of the crazier things, but you know, the, the real answer to that is yeah. Helping somebody else connecting and being of service to someone else, um, was the, the, the most, uh, profound experience I had. And it happened in a really unique way. Um, well, I don't know actually if it's that unique, but it ha- for me, it was certainly was, uh, you know, I got the opportunity to meet someone who was a quadriplegic. His name is Mark. Uh, he got bitten by a tick. Uh, in Greece when he was 30 years old. Yeah, he was able-bodied and became a quadriplegic. He got Lyme disease. Oh, my word. Yeah, it's super sad. Um, And he got in touch with me and and said, you know, can I help him uh, with some of his list items? And and he asked me to push him in his wheelchair so he could complete a half marathon. That changed my life. And it changed his life too. So that is the answer. One item. Well, because I'm sure you ran all that time, right? Like you were a runner beforehand? No, no, not at all. I hate, I hate, I hate running. Um, yeah. yeah, it took us a long time. We didn't win, um, but we got across the line. But, the, you know, the, again, the, the reality is anyone could have done it. Um, he just happened to ask me, and I feel very fortunate that he did. And, and that sort of set the trajectory of what is now, a, you know, a, a story that's not about one man and his list and all the things he did, but it's more so about this kind of global community of people who are all like-minded. We all want to achieve. We all want to, you know, dream and strive to do things. And when we meet like-minded people, um, something really special happens. And, and, and that is community. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And I remembered watching that story and I had to pick on you because uh, in it, you were like, I'm not a runner. And how can I tell this guy? No. <laughs> um, and that got me. Yeah, I, I was. I always said yes. I, it was never a no. In fact, I became obsessed with the idea. Obsessed with the idea. And equally, just to you know, to, to prove the point that 
it, it wasn't because I'm a, a fit guy, which, you know, I, I, I certainly wasn't then. Um, when I pushed Mark in, in, in the actual race, we started with a few people pushing him. By the end, we had four times the amount of people pushing him. Uh, people just mid-run would just see what we were doing, run over and say, hey, can we help? And so, you know, innately, we're all wired to be good to one another. We're all wired to do it. We have the ability. We have the desire. Um, it's just finding the opportunity. And, uh, yeah, it was good. And Mark and I are great friends now. And for him, the ripple effect has been that he's ticked off many, many items since then on his list. From uh, He entered a, a nude bike race, oddly. Uh, and, and I didn't, I, I didn't uh, push him in that one, thankfully. But he's got tattoos. He went on a date with an Australian supermodel called Miranda Kerr. Uh, he's done tons. He's done tons. Of what? Stuff. Yeah, it's, what? It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> I love this so freaking much. Um, mm. Okay, you heard it right here. Um, <laughs> basically, if you need to accomplish anything, you just reach out to Sebastian. He's going to hook you up with the supermodels and the taps to pull it off. <laughs> well, well, well again, it's, it's not always me, you know. Like what happens now is that people all around the world reach out to me and say hey this is our story would you mind helping and where I can I I do you know directly of course but um where I can't I'll share that story with my community and say hey guys this is you know even in isolation um uh very recently a guy reached out and said hey I'm now at home and in in addition to working and doing all the chores at home uh I'm having to homeschool like so many parents out there you know are doing and he said it would be amazing if we could find a virtual babysitter just to entertain our kids for half an hour so I could just do a few bits and pieces so I shared that story with our community and instantly we found him a virtual babysitter and he's had multiple um sessions with this lady now who just looks after his kids whilst he goes and I don't know what he does. He probably just has a couple of beers, but whatever it is, it's helping. So it's not me. Uh, I'm just creating opportunities for others to be good. And, you know, I always think about it like this, you know, that the world is obviously comprised of people. And so everything we know, everything we have, everything is out there. It's completely available to us. It's just about the connection. And uh, that's what's, again, so strong about community. You, you drop a pebble in there and the ripple somehow reaches everyone. And somehow we always get to the, uh, you know, to, to the, the missing piece of the jigsaw through a stranger. Strangers are great. <laughs> Strangers are great. Yeah, it actually reminds me, we had uh, Jeff Hoffman on a couple of uh, days ago. And he's credited with finding Priceline.com and Booking.com. He's like an Emmy Award winning TV producer. He's also simultaneously a billionaire and the nicest man I've ever chatted with. Like just, just, I, I can't even fathom that. Right. And he gave such an inspiring um, interview and I didn't know who was going to listen to it, but there was a gentleman about uh, six months ago who found me on Instagram and we became fascinated. I find everybody on Instagram. I found you on Instagram actually. Uh, <laughs> and we became really fast and true friends. And this gentleman sponsored me to give a, a presentation and actually paid for my sizzle reel and like surprised me with like the video montage oh, of wow. the performance. And I mean, you know, you're a speaker. This stuff's not cheap. Mm. And he listened. I didn't know he was listening. I didn't even know he was a fan of the show. The guy who like sponsored me and paid for it um, with nothing but love, like hosted me in New York City, sweetest human being. Okay. And he messages me and he goes, Three years ago, I watched Jeff Hoffman, the guy I had on my show, give a performance. And I was in the audience and he had said, there is no they. And my my new friend in New York saw this or heard this podcast and goes, because that man changed my life, I was able to sponsor you that day. And that was three years ago. Wow. And so like these synchronicity 
connections of, of kindness, of love, of inspiring each other and of helping each other. Correct me if I am wrong, but you don't know who listens to your message and what they do with that message that day and that ripple effect. And it is fascinating. Mm, yeah, I, I love that. I haven't heard that before. There is no they. I'm assuming it's then only us, right? Is that kind of how that would finish? Is that what the, the point of that is? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I guess the point is whatever we want it to be. Maybe I have to have him back on the show to ask. That's but great. like, it's it. surprising because, you know, when we're up against something, you know, whether that's, I dare I say COVID, unprecedented, uncertain times, like all this rigmarole that we're saying, which by the way, I've never used the rigmarole word in a sentence. Very proud of myself. Go team. Great, great word. (laughs) I'm going to start titling my speeches rigmarole. But the thing is, it's like so many times I'm like, oh, they're not going to like my message. Oh, they are not going to appreciate this. Oh, you know, they, they want to see me, you know, not succeed in the thing I want to succeed. Like we always have this in my interpretation of this, you know, the stockholders aren't going to love this, whatever your they is, just remember, there is no they, it's you, it's your moment, it's what you want to capitalize on, it's what you want your legacy to be, it's the good you want to impart on the others. That's, that's the they, the they is your internal representation of what's wrong with you and your inadequacies. In my, in my opinion, I don't actually know, I have to ask him. Yeah, that ripple effect. Absolutely. Yeah, it starts, it starts with you. And I, I was actually watching this thing the other day, oddly, on uh, on Jamie Fox as it happens. I don't know why. I was in a YouTube wormhole. And he just said this thing, and I can't remember exactly word for word, but it was something about just always, just always having to bring your A game. doesn't matter what anyone else around you is doing. Just always bring your A game, and it, it lifts everyone up. And it obviously will miss with some people, but that's fine too. If everyone just brought their A game, we'd be in a, a much stronger position again as a community. Um, and, yeah, you, you don't know what's going to hit. You don't know what's going to miss. You don't know who it's going to resonate with. But, you know, like you – from doing a lot of keynoting and all that sort of stuff that the messages you get, we get, um, it's, you know, phenomenal. I, 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 I sometimes, or I was gonna say often, I don't know if it's often, but enough times for me to remember it, get emails from strangers months, weeks, maybe years down the track. And they say, Hey, you don't know me. I just want you to know that I'm only here because of a message that you, uh, shared on stage. And, um, and, and that's not a tool to shine a light on me and say, Oh, I share great messages. It's not that at all, but to the point of people do listen and it does change a life. And even though it's cliche, if it changes just one life, well, that's enough. Um, so yeah, you've got to be you. Yeah. And it is so, I love that you said that. And it is, it's just something that needs, because we have no idea who's walking away with what and what good they impart on the world. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. And speaking of, I hope you didn't think you were going to get out of this interview without bringing this story up. Mm-hmm. So apparently there's this woman and she's mm. pregnant mm. and you want to deliver a baby and you fly with like the $3 in your pocket to I think, Canada to uh, yeah. help this woman give birth and you get there late. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. 23 on my list, deliver a baby. I got an offer from a girl called Tara in Canada. I was living in Geneva at the time learning French, which is number 46 on my list, but the opportunity was so unique that I, dropped everything, got my credit card out, flew to Canada. I wasn't actually late. I got there in time. Uh, I had a very interesting uh, conversation with the uh, customs who said, you know, why are you here in Canada? And I said, oh, I'm here to deliver a baby. And they they said, oh, you're a, you're a midwife or a traveling doctor? And I said, no, 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 just a stranger's offered. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been truthful. Anyway, I got through that and uh, I ended up missing the birth because there was an emergency delivery. 
Um, the baby was healthy, um, which is great. But, you know, the, the, I kind of felt silly because there was no baby for me to deliver. So in a weird turn of events, I ended up getting on uh, Canada AM, a morning breakfast show, and they found a lot of interest and entertainment in the story and uh, allowed me – well, they actually didn't allow me. I just sort of took the opportunity to stare down the camera live at breakfast to the country hold and on, say – Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm, mm, mm. We got to – no, 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 no. You do not get out of this. <laughs> they were making slightly bit of fun of you. What was the – I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but oh, they were yeah. like – Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You remember? Tell that part before you say the shot in the camera. Wow! Yeah, God. Well, so yeah, I'm being interviewed on this show. I had no idea what was happening. It was live to the country at eight thirty in the morning or something like that. And the male anchor, for the yeah, Seamus, the male anchor of the show, for whatever reason, didn't really like me. I don't know why. And uh, he he basically yeah, just Scott. Yeah, probably he just scolded me. His his first question was so. Um, you mu- he said, welcome, Sebastian. Uh, first question, you must feel really stupid. And there was an awkward <laughs> silence live on air, and I, you know, I tried to use wit to get out of it. It didn't really work. And then five minutes later, after him just you know, poking fun at me in a, in a way that wasn't supportive at all, he said, uh, now you've failed, what are you going to do? And, I, I, again, I wasn't sure what to say, but you know, everything was pretty dreadful at that moment. But I, I do think that if you're pursuing – goals of meaning, things that you are passionate about and things for whatever reason light you up inside that you, I I think you conjure up like this infinite amount of, you know, energy, resourcefulness, creativity, drive, resilience, all those things. And, uh, and I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to create an opportunity. So I said, Seamus, I don't think I failed. Um, and I looked down the camera and I, yeah, I said, if there's anyone watching who's five centimeters dilated or more, let me know. And, um, and I, I got quite a few offers immediately and I delivered a baby the next day. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> and so I, I remember this story and like, it's, it's funnier when you tell it live, man. Um, yeah. The yeah. guy, the, the husband, like what you walk in the room and y'all need to look at Sebastian on Instagram. Like he's a blonde Australian. He's relatively fit. You know what I mean? He's got that smile. <laughs> and I'm imagining and. Oh, because it's only pictures of like from the neck up. So I'm just yeah, assuming. Yeah, yeah. You know. I love it. I love uh, it. <laughs> it's like asking that uh, that that famous baseball player, oh, you play baseball? And he's like, oh, yeah. yes, idiot, wanting to interview. No, I, no, I think um, it's quite an accurate assessment of my fitness. It's, it's relative. It's relative. <laughs> okay. Well, we found a photo with him, uh, not just the neck up. I'll, I'll share it on my stories for all you listening. And you can judge his fitness prowess. It's the one of you on the beach that you have to censor out. Um, oh, anyway, God. that's not the point of the story. Well, that's mm. as far down as I had to scroll. Oh, um, wow. So anyway, so you show up in the delivery room and there's the the wife's husband, mm. but the woman who's pregnant, her husband, and he just like looks at you like, what are you doing here during this pivotal moment of my life? And you're like, I'm delivering your wife's baby? What, tell me that part. Yeah, well, we actually, what happened is they, they said come around to a barbecue at our house and meet everyone. And if we get on, you can come into the delivery room whenever, you know, they fall into, uh, into labor, I guess. And so I did that. So we actually met the night before, the same day as the TV interview, actually. And everyone was lovely. And, yeah, a day in the father-to-be did take me aside into, you know, this darker area of the backyard and, and sort of quiz me as you would, you know, it's, 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 
but he would, uh, yeah, the, the family were fantastic, super generous, very open-minded. And um, it turned out, luckily, that Dane didn't actually want to be down at the, you know, quote-unquote business end. So he was quite happy when he asked me, where exactly do you need to stand? I looked at him and said, well, I'd love to be at the business end because I, w- I want to see this baby take its first breath. And he ba- he was just relieved. He said, thank God, uh, that's a deal. We'll, we'll call you when karma goes into labor. So they dropped me home at midnight on a Friday. Uh, and then they called me at 4 a.m. and said, it's happening. Get down to the hospital. So, yeah, all made funnier by the fact that this whole thing took place in the Canadian town called Regina, which I, I just think <laughs> um, And then, yeah. And, then, well, and interestingly, so I'm starting up a podcast um, inspired by yourself and you've been so helpful. Is it called the stuff. Regina Diaries? <laughs> uh, it's not, but I, I, it's not too late to change it to that. Um, but, but Carmen and I have remained good friends. Uh, Oakley, the baby I delivered is now nine. And so we're doing Aww. a pod- podcast with Carmen and her and Oakley, uh, next week. So it's, oh, I'm yeah, looking forward to it, but yeah, it's a crazy story. That is absolutely, I love it so much. I can't believe how funny this entire interview is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Regina Diaries, da da da. Good, good, good stuff, man. And like, I love this. I love following the journey. I love hearing the stories. Um, and what I what I really take away is that it's never too late for us to create our own kindness and our own happiness in the world. What's your takeaway from your entire journey? Well, I think, and I keep seeing it every day. People are good. Simple as that. People are. Good. We um we we need to connect with each other more. We need to connect with ourselves more. I, I often talk about this oxygen mask analogy. I think it's really important that you put an oxygen mask on yourself first, so that you can help other people. And they you know they tell you that in the emergency briefing on planes, and it applies to life too. My list was my uh, version of me putting my my own mask on, and you know it is a little selfish. It's a little self indulgent. It's a little self centered. But you need that. You need to know who you are. You need to be on the path to finding out who you are authentically and. When you do that, you suddenly find yourself in a position where you can be of, of help to other people. And that goes for personal life as well as professional life. And again, you, you speak a lot as well, right? And it's, it's the same. Like companies are based on values as our families. And if you can embrace values and make sure that every decision, every target, every goal um, is based upon those values and everyone's in the same boat, you move forward. And as a, as a family, you, you become tighter and more inspirational and, you know, out, available for others to, to seek kind of um, help from, let's say, and as a company too. If you really embody your values and you move forward with everyone in the same boat, you become better, better equipped, more efficient, more effective and a better provider for customers and clients and peers and colleagues and partners and all the things. So, yeah, I just think, you know, let's just everyone just be yourselves. Think about yourself first. And when you're okay, then think about other people. It's not selfish. It's service. Mm. I really love that. I really love that. It's not selfish. It's service. We say a lot on the show the the concept of, you know, it's no coincidence that you're here. That's what we say. And uh-huh. there's always that one person, you know, like you're unconscious. First of all, you're listening to a show called Elevation Nation. Like, that's a certain person, right? <laughs> we sure. can agree that's a certain person. And yeah. then there's a female on the cover wearing, and I change the outfit all the time, but I'm either wearing like a cape. <laughs> mm. or a dress like it's there's so that it takes a certain person to be like yeah i'm gonna check this show out mm. and then they listen to the title and it's like sebastian terry on kindness 
like that that takes a that takes a certain demographic, right? Like we're we're not going to find you if you're in Wall Street and you're shut down to the idea of values, right? Um, which by the yeah. way, there's a lot of Wall Street who are. So when you say you know focus on yourself and and the kindness will flow, mm. it's beautiful. And there's no coincidence that whoever's listening right now found this message for a reason. It's because you know maybe maybe it's time that you address your own oxygen mask. And I I love that. So as we wrap up here. <sighs> First of all, two questions, two questions, two questions. So number one, what's next for you? And number two, how do we get involved? Well, what's next for me? So at the moment, obviously, as everyone is, we're in isolation, quarantine. So we've been doing a lot of creating. So we've been building uh, an online workshop, a podcast, a fireside, a fireside streaming um, product. So a lot of building on that side of things um, around the idea of kindness as you know, a, a lot of projects are involved with that too. So that, that's kind of, it's very work mode for us. It's been brilliant. Um, uh, you know, on this sort of personal level, um, how do people get involved? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, follow and do all that stuff. That That's fantastic. I mean, I, I would leave, as you say, there might be people listening who think it's time to look at themselves or it's time to look at other people having only been selfish for a while, potentially. And because another point is a lot people are either self, what I found in my experience, people are either selfish or selfless and one or the other isn't good. You need to be a balance of both. So I would say for those people who it's time to start looking at themselves and you think about, you know, maybe like single parents, I hear a lot from single parents who give outwardly to their kids so much that they just lose their own identity. I think it's the perfect moment right now. I think you can do it in four steps. I think you can give yourself permission to consider what's important to you, to, to, to consider yourself, to consider your past, which is step two. I think reflection is such an important point. You can't change it, but to understand it really unlocks the door to move forward, I believe. And then I think it's understanding your values. I think if you understand your values, step three, you can use them as the base and the foundation for creating a meaningful and relevant list of things. It doesn't have to be jump out of a plane naked. It could be say, I love you, say, I'm sorry, you know, it could be anything. Um, and I think once you've created a list based on those four steps, I think you just activate it by, you know, step five, as it were, um, choose an item, step six, create an action plan, step seven, just pull the trigger, the trigger, the trigger and go for it. <laughs> I don't think you need to know how something is going to work out necessarily. I just think more importantly is the why. If you understand your why, the how does make itself available. But of course, there's an action plan. You can actually, you know, devise the how as well. And then once you've done with one item or once you've started the process on one item, go back to the list and just start a second. Light as many fires as you can. Um, and, and that's the process, I think, of getting involved, really. Mm, I love that so much. So where can they find you if they're like, you know what, I'm entering that phase or I want to get involved? Where do they find you? Um, well, you can go to 100things.com.au. Um, you could find me on Instagram um, at Seb100things, um, on Facebook as well, 100things. Um, and then for those who are, who are curious as to what, uh, you know, what the kindness stuff is all about, Kindsome is the name of this product we're playing with now um, at K-I-N-D-S-U-M. Um, and that's uh, we're doing a lot of really cool things like that. Like in isolation, again, lots of people are celebrating their birthdays and they're alone. So we've started a series of um, virtual surprise birthday parties where strangers from around the world dial in on a Zoom call and then we at the last minute invite the birthday person on and they are sung to uh, by, you know, strangers around the world. In fact, on Thursday, um, as you know, because you're going to turn up to it, I think. Um, oh, yeah. We're celebrating Louise's birthday, who is turning 99 years old, and we're trying to get 99 people along for that. 
Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I feel like a kid on Christmas. <laughs> yes, I'm going to send it to my email database. Um, for those of you who um, want in on the invite, it's, you just text the word INSPIRE to 66866. And uh, I'm, I'm going to send out the blast and get some of those people who are interested, some of their emails to you. Um, so you can set, set up that, that Zoom. But we've got a couple. It's so funny. I put it on Instagram. And then I deleted it right away because I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't get his permission. Uh, oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so I deleted it. I got one email address, and then I deleted it. So I'll put it back up there. Um, we're gonna get some email addresses, and uh, let's make her 99th birthday the best one she's had. I, I cannot Absolutely. wait. Absolutely. Well, thank Lovely. you for doing everything you're doing. It's so nice to chat to you at length, and uh, obviously your story is incredible. And, and I love that you're uh, you're open to connecting and spreading more kindness. It's uh, it's a credit to you and the type of person you are. Thank you. Go on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my man. So, all right, everybody, you heard it. You heard it. Join our Zoom call. Get involved. Be kind. And if you're at a place where maybe you're the one who needs kindness, you're in a safe place, safe space, place, whatever, reach out. We got your back, too. Bye, everybody. Thank you.